Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world, and it's time. So let's do this. Today's episode is a really powerful one. I have the amazing Sarah Little here with me. And Sarah is a pleasure expert and sensuality coach who helps women step out of their sexual shame and into sexual empowerment. We talk about so many things in this episode from pleasure to self-love to healing from body shame. And I really got so many takeaways out of this. Also in the sense of how pleasure relates to manifestation and growing your business and really taking things to the next level in all areas of your life. So I'm super excited to share this with you. I know you're going to get so much out of it. And as always, if you are loving this podcast, if you love this episode, please let me know. Please leave a review on iTunes. Come hit me up on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe and show some love. All right. So without further ado, let's welcome Sarah onto the show. Welcome, welcome, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, much, Stephanie. I was like looking forward to this. I was telling my husband yesterday how pumped I am to speak with you today. So really happy to be here. Oh, awesome. We had a great interview for your podcast last week when you had me on and I'm just really excited to dive into what you're doing and have you share all of your magic with my audience because I think that like this topic that we're about to dive into and probably go a lot of places with is so powerful and so important for other women to really hear about. I think I'm going to learn a lot too. <laughs> yes. So let's, I guess... I would love to hear, I mean, because I'm sure you have a backstory of how you even got into the the type of coaching you do with sexuality and pleasure and all that stuff. Can you share that with us? Yeah, no, I'd love to. So it's such a long story because I've been coaching for many, many years. And it's funny because I started, I, I got into coaching because I needed the information for myself. And in fact, I was only 18 at the time and I started to study a diploma in life coaching. That was my first coaching um, accreditation. And it took me a little over two years to complete. And I got into it because I had a really crazy upbringing. My father was an alcoholic and my mum was emotionally unavailable. My sister was a few years older than me and she was out um, being a teenager. And so for a lot of my, um, upbringing, it was really difficult and my parents divorced and I found myself on my own. 
literally, I dropped out of school at 14 mm. and I moved out of home and I was on my own. So by the time I had got to 18, I'd lived many lives. Mm. And so I started coaching um, and I'd been doing it for um, coaching. I ended up doing coaching for, I've been doing it for the last 15 years in various forms, but only recently over the last few years that I get into sex coaching, pleasure, self-love, um, and that was due to my own issues, again, mm-hmm. um, not not really the, the, so much the sex, a little bit, but mostly the mostly the self-love um, and the sex was just a natural thing because I've always been um, very sexual um, and in a different kind of way than most. And so it, it that part came easy for me to teach and to get into, mm-hmm. but the self-love was a bit more challenging. Um, and so over the last few years, it was due to all my experience as a coach and then also my own personal experiences that led me to, to specialise in this niche. Mm. And so like when you're working with people do because I feel like many people have a lot of like shame around sex and like pleasure and whatever their own trauma and stuff when you're working with people I mean so you infuse like self-love into all of this that you're doing yeah because you know everybody's different but it is all a lot of it is interconnected Mm -hmm. um so uh, obviously got different aspects that they need to work on when it comes to sex. Um, but some of those aspects when it comes to sex and pleasure involve um, body image. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been conditioned to think uh, we should look like, and then that affects our psyche. We, we might have some shame about how we look. That may affect how we um, show up sexually in the bedroom. Mm. That affect how much we, um, how deep we get into our orgasms and it affects not only our sex life, but, um, everything else as well. Our, how we feel about ourselves, how we view ourselves sexually, um, and how we love ourselves affects our entire life. You know, that there's layers and upon layers of, of shame, of fear, of guilt, of, um, avoidance, of non-acceptance. Um, that we all carry towards our sex life and and our bodies, and you know, I do really think it's time that that this changes because as women we have come so far on you know on a business, political, um, even in the in the home with with duties we've come so far, but sexually, I think this is something that. Um, you know, a, a lot of us leave to last, a lot of my clients leave to last anyway to work on, mm. um, but it's so important and it does affect everything else. Why do you think a lot of people leave it for, for like the last thing to work on? I think because there's a lot of shame. Mm. And when you, when you discuss a, a person's um, like early sexual narratives with them, mm-hmm. um, that they've often associated a lot of shame with it. So let's say when you were younger, you may have like 
played with your um, with your vagina or played with your body, and your mum may have said, "Don't do that." You might have been five years old at the time, or you know, don't touch yourself there, or move your hand from your bottom, you know. And so, from age one to four, those the things that we're taught about our sexuality and our sex life is ingrained in us, and that plays out, you know, obviously as we get older, as well as one to thirteen. So, we have a lot of unconscious sexual narratives that are playing out. And I think, you know, one of the, I think a lot of people don't really understand um, what it means to be healthy sexually and to love themselves completely because we are in a world of consumer consumerism and people are just selling us these ideals about, you know, sex and about our bodies and our images so it really takes a strong person to bust through, you know, those unconscious beliefs um, as well as the environment and say, hold on a second, I deserve to feel pleasure. I deserve to take up space sexually. I deserve to ask for what I want, to look how I want and to love myself as I am. I don't need to, like, drown myself in society's ideals anymore Mm. and so to come to that place you know you have to be um you know really safe in your environment you have to be like in a really good financial position you've got to be with a loving partner or in a loving space yourself it takes so much just to get there Mm. that's really powerful I feel like I have so many ways I want to go with this conversation now (laughs) Um, my first, um, well, my next question is like, what, how do you know what it's like to be healthy sexually? Like, is that different for everyone? Yeah, I think, you know, the thing is it is different for everybody because everybody is different and it also changes like throughout your life as well. So, um, I think more than anything, sexual health is about obviously you know you you think of the things that you were taught in school wear a condom etc etc but it's about inside you how you feel about how you feel about giving oral or receiving or having an orgasm or doing some kink or whatever and you know it's you can't box it up and say um you know bdsm is not healthy because I've seen people say that before on, on posts online. And, and the thing is like, I heard a, I was speaking with a sexologist the other day and she said like, don't yuck somebody's yum. And it's so true. Like with sexual health, it is internal and we are all going to have different experiences and understanding of what feels good for us and what makes us feel really good and whole um, inside. Mm. that's very powerful well so was this like a huge part of like your healing journey the the sex part yeah like the sexual healing and like the self-love aspect of it yeah it was you know I haven't shared all my story about sex yet um why is that because like you know the thing I think I find challenging is being judged um, mm. by people um, 
and also I don't want to more, more than anything I don't want to hurt people um, you know and so it, it has been a large part look I lost my virginity when I was 14 years old and by the time I was 20 20 years old I had I had like broken three vibrators. I was very, my boyfriend at the time, he bought me a vibrator because he was so, another one because he was so scared I was going to cheat on him because um, I was always very sexually active and aware. And I was fortunate that my parents never said, don't do this, like don't masturbate, um, don't play with yourself. Like I was fortunate because I, I just explored myself fully. For all, like, um, But I have... Obviously, I have gone through experiences with people, unfortunate ones, um, where I had to work through some trauma. Um, And that's why it took me, I I think, so long to be able to come out and say some things because you've got to be in a really safe space to be able to talk about really traumatic, raw events, Mm. Um, you know, and so... You know, it has taken me a long time and it is partly why I got into this work now the last few years as a coach. You know, I could have got into it much earlier, but I had to take the time to deal with to deal with and work through my own um, sexual understanding. Mm. And um, I like how you said before, taking it back a little bit, how... Um, like you deserve to feel pleasure. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to ask for what you want. And when you were saying that, it made me think of, you know, I hear a lot of people um, teaching about like orgasmic manifestation and like the whole aspect of like allowing yourself to feel pleasure in all areas of your life and how like, how this is like actually a, a pretty big part of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's funny you say about organic manifestation. Um, I just was looking at a book about a sexual sorcery book before about that. Um, It is. And the thing with pleasure is I think, you know, we have been conditioned to, to step into this role of work and of hustle and of stress. Um, But I think deep down, a lot of us know that it's quality um, over quantity. And, you know, you can die tomorrow. And the thing is, we can, we need to learn to, to enjoy our life, like sexually enjoy it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you can like up your sexual game in a way that feels good for you, but also everywhere else, you know, I hear time and time again, women that tell me they, they don't want to buy a new dress or even just, um, get a cup of coffee because they might feel guilty about spending the money or the time involved to go out and get it or whatever it is. And so there's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame around getting into and receiving pleasure. Mm. Um, Sexually, a lot of women want to um, pleasure their husbands or their partners first um, instead of just go with the flow of the moment and to be open to whatever unfolds, um, pleasure be, um, for, for their own pleasure more than anything. Um, but we have been conditioned to think that we need to strive and to struggle and to stress, and that takes it away from the pleasure. That adds a lot of guilt in there. And then we've, on the other side of the coin, we've been conditioned to think that 
We need to make other people happy. We need to make our children happy or our partners or our clients and we overexert ourselves um, for everybody else but we fail to recognise that we cannot make, you know, we're not responsible for another person's pleasure. We are only responsible for ourselves. So there's this real emptiness that that can reside in a person um, when they're not only sexually satisfied and liberated but also satisfied in their entire life with their with pleasure mm. that's really powerful like how it's kind of all connected in a way you know like the whole basically are you in alignment are you allowing yourself to receive in other ways in other areas of your life what are some things that like you go through with the people that you work with to help them release some of that guilt and shame and really open up to more pleasure in their life in general and their sex life and everything. Like what are some tangible things that you usually walk people through if you want to share? Yeah. So I, you know, it's such a light process and I can definitely, like we can definitely um, do this. Um, I, I'll give you an example. So we've been conditioned to think that, um, we should all like look a certain way and all have sex a certain way thanks to TV mm-hmm. and etc. Um, now there was an experiment done a while back where this lady she had you know she had a, a dog it was a poodle it was like a white poodle right and it only ate certain dog food and it needed um, a certain haircut and it needed certain <laughs> exercise you know it was a um, you know, all dogs are different, right? But this dog needed this certain food, this haircut, this kind of walking, etc. Now, let's say you take a, a French bulldog, maybe like a bull mastiff, you take a little sausage dog, you know, you add a few different dogs into the mix and you try and give them the same haircut, you try and give them the same food, you try and give them the same exercise. It just won't work because mm-hmm. guess what? All dogs are different. So when it comes to like working with clients and when, when it comes to our own, um, you know, sexual liberation and freedom, it's really hard to go, okay, this is, this is a good tool to like peel back and to uncover certain things. But what we can do is we can start to dismantle the beliefs that we've been conditioned to believe mm. and that will open ourselves up into our own like sex exploration and into understanding what's true for us. So looking at things like, um, you know, our own beliefs around sex, like just writing, like doing a simple um, writing exercise where you just free write. So if you just write sex is and fill in the blank and just fill it out as many times as you can, sex is painful or sex is, naughty, sex is shameful, sex is sinful, whatever are the first thoughts that come to your mind, just write them down. The first step to to changing and to moving into um, becoming really empowered and into a space of radical self-love is understanding what we've been conditioned to believe and how we've been conditioned to look after ourselves and take care and cover up ourselves as well. Um, and so that's always a good starting point. Yes, that definitely sounds like it would be. It's funny because like 
this is like a really powerful conversation. I feel like so many people um, would like benefit from this type of work, like this type of like liberation of the shame and the guilt, you know, um, especially cause so many women have dealt with like abuse, sexual abuse. Yeah. You know, I was talking to you about the abusive relationship that I was in for, from like 14 to 20. And, you know, even going through this conversation, I'm thinking, wow, like, I think that there's some stuff there that I may need to even myself like release and shift because, um, it was very, uh, a lot of, you know, sexual abuse and the, the emotional abuse, the shaming, the like, I'm not trying to go into my whole story, but I mean, like the body image stuff with someone else that you were in a relationship with telling you that, you know, you're fat, your boobs are disgusting. You give the worst freaking oral, like all this stuff, like, you know, um, can fuck you up for a hot minute. This was years and years and years ago, but, um, I can definitely see how this type of work is really powerful and liberating in more ways than just like the healing, the sexual healing kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I love that you mentioned, you know, your story with your partner. Um, I had some, something similar happen to me, um, with a, a partner who was really, you know, mentally and emotionally abusive. Um, and it's interesting because one of the first things he said when we had sex was, you need to shave your pubic hairs or get a wax, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, before then, my boyfriend before, it was like, I love your hair down there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd shave for him. But I've always found here, like, um, for me, okay, so everyone's different, like here under my arms, um, pubic hair on my legs, I've always found it to be incredibly sexy, and I just feel so free and wild with it, mm-hmm. um, but I shaved for him, and for the three years we were together, I kept shaving, um, you know, and I was, but the, the point is that I was giving away my inner truth, mm. that was the truth with my body and the truth with my sexuality and what made me feel sexy. But how did that play out in the rest of my life? So when a woman looks at something that she may be doing like, or not doing sexually or maybe trying to please her partner or to please society standards or whatever, um, it's important to look at like, how is that playing out maybe in your business? So Mm. let's say, She's just trying to um, please her partner first and um, make sure he has an orgasm, you know, and, and that's her predominant goal. How does that play out in her business? Maybe her predominant goal in her business is simply to get likes and followers and have people like her and to keep giving them free value and to receive nothing in return. Mm. Uh, so things definitely are all interconnected. Um, and I love the fact that when you start to work on your sexuality, on loving yourself so much um, and liberating yourself so much sexually, that you create this magnetism where people are just drawn to you. 
because you're healthy sexually, you have wonderful boundaries, you're open to giving and receiving, you're in that whole feminine, masculine flow. Um, and I love that this open, the sexual world opens up um, every other world as well, and it really does. Like it, when you work on these things, it opens up your business, it opens up your relationships, um, your friendships and and your impact and your influence on the world as well. That's like, I want to explore that like even more. Cause I think I can totally see the alignment with that. And um, it's because it's like the, the energy of just being open to receiving and the, the exchange of energy mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, when you've worked on yourself so much and You've gone past the guilt, the shame, the, the the pain, the hurt, and you're not trying to be anybody else. You're not trying to be something or somebody that you're not. You're just in a space of pleasure. And, you know, it's always true that people respond um, to your energy, you know. So, you know, you show up to your business and you haven't had an orgasm for four or five days and you, you're not really connected with your body and um, you're not really connected with your lover and you're just like in a space of hustle and get stuff done, you know, people are going to see that and they're going to feel that. Um, so it does affect everybody else, but you shouldn't do this work because of um, other people. This work is about you and about moving past your sexual narratives into um, your sexual empowerment. So it really is about is about you, but that is definitely like a huge bonus that comes from the work. Mm. Do you teach about like orgasmic manifestation? <laughs> I, you know, I love this because I'm, I, I, I'm into like witchy stuff too, you know. I, I love, um, I, I love um, gardening and herbs and, and witchy stuff. So when it comes to like, orgasms and manifesting and combining the two like I'm right up there and it's funny because before it was even a thing um I was doing this which is so mm-hmm. weird uh, I'm like how how do they even know about that wow. but I when I was younger I used to masturbate to the things that I wanted and I used to get them and it was just like yeah it's so good like on so many levels um but I'm actually releasing a, a new course um, called the Slow Pleasure Studio in March. And in the Slow Pleasure Studio, you'll learn about organic, um, orgasmic manifestation. Um, so, yeah, I do. Why do you think that it works so quickly? Well, you know, it's funny because, like, one of the first things, one of my first coaching teachers, she was a real hard-ass bitch. and she used to make me reduce assignments like I mean she was real mean she was real mean but in hindsight it was fucking it was beautiful it was perfect um one of the things I said to her when I for one of my first papers I was like hold on a minute it's not the thoughts that create our reality it's our emotions that create it feelings yeah the Mm -hmm. feelings I said this to her like 15 years ago now and this, it hasn't shifted. It hasn't changed. But the thing with sex 
And the thing with when you're with a lover or even when you're masturbating, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like if, if you're in a really healthy space sexually, often all your chakras are open and they're all like open, they're all working properly and um, you're open on a much deeper level. It's, you know, it's that, it's that God force level that you're opening yourself up. And the thing is, when we open ourselves up on that level, like the um, the feelings become intensified because I feel like they're not only our own, but we're also working with the feelings that are out in the universe. Mm. You know? So it's the feeling that makes it so potent um, and also the surrender. You know, when you are doing your affirmations or you're doing your tapping, you're like, you know, just like tapping away. You're like, oh, um, I want this. I want that. I want to feel this. Or, um, you know, I want to achieve that. And you're like, oh, I really want this. And you get into this like um, masculine. The resistance um, too. Or hustle. Yeah. Hustle state. But when you're like in a state of masturbating and sex, you're really open. And you're really, like, mm-hmm. the thing with sex is it's, it's, the, it's the truest sense of yourself. You are so raw and so vulnerable and that is the truest sense of ourselves but we've been conditioned to put up all these blocks to guard ourselves so we don't get hurt but it's definitely like the truest sense of who we are mm. and I feel like who the God forces so it is powerful for us because we like let in and work with like potent feelings but also the ability to surrender and that is 90% of I feel like manifest, like I know you're, um, you yeah. teach manifestation. For me, that is 90% of manifestation and yeah. rendering to the receiving. Yeah. And that's like the, the main thing that everyone struggles with. Everyone like can say, Oh, I want this. I, I want to manifest this. Like, this is my desire. You know, I'm, I'm saying the affirmations, I'm doing the visualizations. Of course, there's better techniques to do that. Um, to really reprogram your subconscious, but it's the surrendering that most people struggle with, which brings me back. That's why I keep going into the orgasmic manifestation stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm seeing like how all these dots that are connecting with this topic and manifestation in general, the, the topic of pleasure and receiving and asking for what you want. Um, but the surrender part is what most people struggle with. And so it makes total sense when you're talking about that with the whole like orgasmic manifestation. And also that's kind of basically what I talk about when I talk about being the identity of it, like, like, you know, being it surrendering, like basically not living by your circumstances, but just having more joy and more fun and and dancing. And like, that's kind of the way I go about the whole, you know, getting into your body, dancing, moving, um, and just having more fun because more fun equals pleasure also, which equals you're in the present moment, just how you are with sex. You're in the present moment <laughs> there, you know, well, I mean, your mind can go other places, I guess, but you know, and it's like, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the pleasure, the presence and the surrender yeah. Wow, I'm gonna write that shit down. Pleasure, <laughs> presence, and surrender. Yeah. That's like the three keys to 
freaking attracting what you want. <laughs> yeah. And it takes like a little bit of work sometimes to get there, you know. Yeah. Sometimes people think, I like especially in sex, like I should just be able to be where I should just be able to be turned on. Mm. Uh, that's because we've been taught like by the TV that, you know, just to be instantly turned on. But to get sometimes to get into the presence, to get into that playfulness, to get into surrender, you need to like wine and dine yourself. You need to um, like pleasure, stroke your body, get into the senses, light incense, and create the scene so you can be present. Mm. The number one killer of a, a person's um, sex drive, and of even like which would lead to um, not having. Um, you know, amazing orgasms and not being able to like manifest sexually is responsibility. So if you're in your bedroom with your lover or, you know, maybe on the couch, wherever you are having sex and you look around you and you got like dishes piled up and washing piled up and your computer's open and you can see all these things that like um, fuel you, like you with responsibility, it's going to detract from you being present Mm. and to surrender to the moment so um it's interesting because i was saying to my partner we were talking about this um his responsibilities mostly because i like to do all the housework around the house and he likes to like work he likes to tinker on vintage cars and fix up on cars so his responsibility is outside and he was like talking to me the other day like why do you like it so clean why do you like everything put away and perfect and it's because when I look around like whether we have sex on the couch in the kitchen wherever I don't want to see stuff that I think I've got to do that later mm-hmm. you know I'm reminded of responsibilities that I might have to um attend to later so that's a big one too mm. Do you work with like a lot of couples ever or just mainly women? Just curious. Mostly women, you know. Um, I think women are more open initially to instigating and exploring the, this topic out. But men are always on board with the, you know, working on these things. <laughs> totally. But generally the woman that instigates it. Yeah. Mm. It's very freaking powerful, fascinating stuff. I took so many notes as we were talking and so many different, different things like the whole, the whole body image stuff is really a huge part of this. And you feel like a lot of women, especially like you said, with society and the things out there that make you feel like you need to look a certain way, dress a certain way, be a certain way that's like where I started with my fitness stuff. Mm. Yeah. I'm seeing like correlations in my own journey too. Like as we're talking about this, like. Yeah. And that's powerful. Like um, we're just talking about things that take you away from, you know, your sexual power and sexual freedom and um, not feeling good in your body is definitely one of them. And, you know, it doesn't, I don't, I'm not saying you don't, you should look a certain size or mm-hmm. shape. You know, it's not about that at, at all. Um, you know, it doesn't matter your size or your shape, whether you've got little titties or big titties, small hips or big hips. It doesn't matter. It's about how you feel inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not feeling really good in your body, then 
that's going to take away from being present with your lover. If you're constantly looking down at your stretch marks or the position that you're in and you're thinking, oh my God, I look so fat or whatever, it definitely takes away from, um, from receiving like sexually, you know, and not only like that, but you definitely notice it. Like when you think about um, when you like dress up and go out and you feel really good because you're dressed up, or when you're just dressed in like yoga pants and like me today. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can you can still feel good like that, but maybe yeah. you don't. You know, that is definitely going to affect your experience of the day. Mm-hmm. So Self love. And I say self-love because it's not just self-acceptance. It's actually like a deep love for yourself. It's mm. like, hey, in all of this, you know. Um, and I know you you know this from your own experience too, like from your own life, just how much changing how um, you view yourself and how you love yourself can shift your entire life. It really can. It really, really, really can. And yeah, I'm like, as as soon as you said the whole dressing up thing, I always feel so much better when like I do my hair and I actually get dressed because, you know, I'm working from home um, and working from anywhere. So you, you can get a little lazy and I have to call myself out sometimes because, yeah, like I love yoga pants and being comfortable. I'm all about comfort. And I was also a personal trainer for so long. So I lived in gym clothes. But like, I love getting dressed up or at least getting presentable because I feel like I show up in a different energy. Like even when I go on my Facebook lives and like I do my hair, I don't always, but I started to do a lot more than I have in the past because I feel like I show up in a more powerful energy. Um, That's me personally. Not that like, you know, there's any right or wrong, but it's just like what makes you feel good. Absolutely, totally. And, uh, you know, it's it's important to like, especially when you're real busy, to find like a, for me, I'll, I just like throw my hair up. I don't have any makeup on today, but normally I'll put on like a LB cream, like a little tinted um, moisturizer, mm-hmm. and then I'll just put on lipstick. And it's two products and that's it. And I just find that just having like a really simple routine where like it makes me feel good every day. Um, changes everything and I won't leave the house in yoga pants that's my rule number one really yeah I will not do it <laughs> I have to put a dress on um, wow. I generally wear dresses or skirts I have to put a dress on I will not wear sneakers I have to wear like flats or heels wow you're like to- we're like total opposites <laughs> yeah and I have to have my red lipstick and my um, moisturizing cream on like it's just like my rule I will not leave the house because like, that makes me feel so good you know mm. um, but everybody's different. So that's just like the thing that I like. Yeah, no, I totally feel you. I wear sneakers and gym clothes pretty much all the time. <laughs> but um, I am committing to getting dressed a bit more and wearing my dark pink lipstick. Like I've been wearing a lot lately. That's like my my next level self loves the lipstick, the dark lipstick. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You know, the thing is with a good lipstick, like you're saying, like one good product can just mm-hmm. look like a different person. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll wrap it up in a bit, but I want to hear like, what is your 
routine? Like what is your, like your daily routine or your routine to like get into the energy of like receiving of feeling good of like just owning like who you are, you know, everyone has like their, well, hopefully everyone has like their little self care (laughs) ritual. You know, I love this. I, you know, I love slow morning routines and stuff. And, you know, I've just never been good at committing to one thing. Yeah. Like this is my personality. Like I just, I can't commit. So like, it'll generally be like whatever I'm feeling in the morning is like what I go to. Um, so, and also I have my son who, who I try and wake up before. So Generally, if I start the day, I'll start it with like one of many different things. Maybe I'll like do a little meditation or a little journal exercise. I love to just like sit. I love to just like sit in silence, like, um, and just like sit and stare out the backyard and just like let myself just be. Mm-hmm. And I, I know some people say that's meditation, but sometimes I might just think, Oh, I'm so lucky or I'm so grateful. And I don't stop myself if I have thoughts and I just, um, let myself be sometimes I'll like put in my Yoni egg, um, or play with my crystal. Sometimes I'll have a bath. (laughs) Um, like I just, it just depends on, um, on how I'm feeling. And then sometimes what I, what I've noticed actually is that I'll do a little thing like that, but then come about 11 or 12, I might do something else nice. Like, you know, I might have the bath then, or I might do like a pleasure session then, or um, a meditation then. So I do break it up because like, I can't do everything that I want in the morning. And that's why I just, depending on the day, I choose just one thing. And I just, you know, I use this term pleasure list because I've got this pleasure list with all these items that I love to do. Um, and I just like choose one of these things and all those items were on my pleasure list. And I'll just generally do that because I don't have much time before my son wakes up and I have to get him to daycare. And then that's why, why when I get back, I'll do a little bit of work and then I have a break and I'll do one of the other things for my pleasure list, like a bath or um, read a book or something. So... Mm, I love that idea of a pleasure list. It sounds way better to make a pleasure list than a to-do list. (laughs) I know. And the thing with the pleasure list is it's like, um, I teach like this with my clients is it's a a thing that you can do now. Like these are all things you can do now. You don't need to go shopping. You don't need to leave the house. You don't, you could, some of them you should be able to do with your children around or your husband or your partner around. Um, but they should be things that make you feel amazing mm. um, right now. And so just having a pleasure list is really important because when you're stressed or when you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I've got a thousand and one things to do today. I've got to, like, start my day and I can't think about doing something that for me. Like, mm-hmm. it just allows you to not think and just go to your pleasure list and, like, just choose one thing that makes you feel good and do it, um, especially if you're having, like, a hard time with, maybe um, your children or you're having a rough day and you can't really think and all you want to do is just like veg out or have a, like have a cry. Um, you can just go to your pleasure list and choose one thing to make yourself feel really good. I love that idea. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. So where can people find you? Thank you so much for sharing all of your magic today. We went over a lot of really awesome stuff. 
Where can everyone find you and connect with you, find out more about all the work that you're doing and sharing? So I like Instagram. I'm not really a Facebook um, fan. So I like Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Sarah Marie Little, which is L-I-D-D-L-E. You can also check out my website, which is com. And if you're interested in learning more about like sexuality, self-love and pleasure, you can check out the Pleasure Rising podcast on iTunes. Yes. And I will put all of those links in the show notes as well for everyone. So it's easier for them. So awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Sarah. It was amazing having you on the show and just learning so much from you and and having you share with my audience. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.